If you compare beer with bratwurst, and cheese with wine, or even whiskey, with donuts, then we think you can pair all of these delicious drinks with murder, conspiracies, missing persons, and more. Drink with us as you feed your craving for true crime and creepy stories. Hello and welcome. My name is Jason and this is Katie. Katie, what kind of story do you have for us today? In July of 2014, a 28-year-old German man would run terrified for his life from an airport in Bulgaria. After fleeing over a barbed wire fence, this young man would run into the surrounding fields and never be seen again. No remains were ever found and no evidence as to where he could have gone ever surfaced. What could have happened to this young man on summer holiday with his friends to make him run for his life and run straight into history after the footage of him at the airport was viewed over a million times on YouTube, warranting the title, The Most Famous Missing Tourist in the World. Well, that sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) The story is ridiculous. I can't wait to hear it. Um, Well, you mentioned all this happens in a country called Bulgaria. Correct. Um, I did a little research on that, and I found something that we could pair with this ridiculous story that you have for us. Okay. Um, This is actually the signature drink of bulgaria it is called oh i'm gonna mess it up and i just <laughs> practice it rakaya was that right Do i don't think that's how maybe R- R- i don't remember i just kept saying it over and over in a ridiculous accent and <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna do a I pause it was like rakira oh, we're gonna do a pause and check <laughs> we'll be right back dang it i said it wrong it is Rakija. 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 I swear I looked at another one and it was a little different. There is different spellings of it, but I just went off what's on the bottle and we're going to assume that that's the correct one. Um, there's not much English on this bottle, as you can see. Oh, yeah. That's not <laughs> even English letters. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, it, it's straight from Bulgaria. It's a grape brandy. But yet it is yellow. It's like when yellow. you say great, I guess there are white grapes. What am yep. I talking about? There's white wine. Oh, yeah, right. My mind always jumps to red. Yeah, that makes sense, though. Um, great, great brandy with pleasant golden yellow shade. Good combination of fruit and oak. That's their description of it. I've never had brandy, I don't think, ever in my entire life. No kidding. I can't imagine when I would have ordered a brandy, please. To go with my cigar and I, my velvet jacket and my house shoes. It just never has happened to me. I feel, do you know what? There's a popular brandy. I, I can't remember. I think it's in like a circle shape. Unless that's cognac. I don't know. Is brandy a cognac? I don't know. We're looking uh, like real good um, <laughs> alcohol pairs. <laughs> I just tell the story and drink what you put in front of me. Oh, I just I just grab good drinks and... Well, my drinks, I hope, are good. And we've missed the mark a few times. This one, it's possible we will, but everything I read about it, um, it actually sounds like it's pretty good. Oh, let's give it a taste. How do you drink 
Rakija. So they recommend neat or on the rocks mm-hmm. um, on winter days, like really cold days. Yeah. You can even heat it up. Apparently that's good too. Oh, I wonder if it'd be like a hot sake. Yeah. Everything I read said don't do it straight as a, as a shot. Okay. <laughs> but I think that is because this, it could come in 40% alcohol by volume or uh, up to like 95%. Oh, shoot. So I think it's that the there's those higher ones that there's like, yeah, don't be shooting this. So yeah. you can say the same about whiskey if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and give this a try. And, and it's... What kind of notes should we at oak and what was the before the, it? This one and there's a few different like they do grapes and plums. They always it's distilled from a fruit. Um, this one fruit and oak. Fruit and oak, fruit not and specified oak. what kind of fruit. <laughs> well, I think it's grape because it's a oh, grape brandy. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just say uh. grape? <laughs> you silly Bulgarians. Well, maybe there's some other you know flavors in there that people fake they taste like they do with wine you mm-hmm. know? They're like oh, oh it's cherry. All these. yeah yeah all right let's, it just comes from let's grapes. give it a little taste test all righty so the smell is super strong but i can't it's like it i can't even describe it Kind of reminds me of like a plum wine you would get at like yeah. a sushi at a sushi restaurant. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. And you think that's a super strong smell? Yeah. Maybe my smelling is off. It does kind of remind me of sake a little bit. Like a sweeter wine, but that isn't sugary sweet. This reminds me of something. Like, it reminds me more of like... A natural grape drink. Have you ever had like it's not doesn't have added sugar. It's uh, have I ever had a juice that doesn't have added sugar? When would I have drank juice when I was a child? (laughs) Do you think my parents cared about sugar? No. (laughs) Did you? Well, maybe your parents didn't. So my mom, (laughs) she and I don't know what she did with it. And I swear you've gotten it one time of some fruit, but they make those like fat. They're like fat jars of fruit, a little bit shorter. And there, there's like no sweetener added at all. They taste. I mean, it's like you just squeeze the juice right out. I do that um, with cranberry juice. Cran- yeah. So they have that with. Uh, so you're saying like a just an all natural grapefruit. Yeah. Not grapefruit. Grape. Grape as a fruit juice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know if they consider those juices. I mean, it would be even if you. Eh, anyway. It's just very interesting. Because I thought it would be similar to a wine, and it doesn't really remind me of wine because it's not dry at all, you in my what? opinion. <clears throat> I just figured it out, what okay. it reminds me of. What does it remind you of? Starfruit. Okay, yeah, it actually does. Like, it it reminds me a ton of starfruit. <laughs> tastes just like those things. <laughs> Interesting. Right? Maybe that's I was the like, fruit that's alluded to on the label. I was going to say the wrapping. Uh, the fruit and oak. Right, right. That it doesn't actually taste. I'm Maybe like, it's star fruit. Star fruit and oak. I thought you were oak. going crazy. It's like, no, it alludes to grapes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can uh, totally see star fruit. Yeah, no, that's... Um, I was trying to figure out from my childhood what flavor that... We had star fruit every Christmas. 
and anytime we could get it, but that's what it tastes like. That's crazy. I just wanted you to keep going with the the story of my, from Jason's childhood. My childhood yeah. stories. Yeah. We gotta we still gotta get a short but uh, sweet. Gotta get a signal for that when those stories start. Yes. Well <laughs> um a brandy from Bulgaria called Rakija is perfectly paired with a story about a young man who mysteriously disappears from a Bulgarian airport. Lars Joachim Matank was born on February 9th, 1986 in Berlin, Germany. Lars would be raised in Hamburg, Germany, and at the age of 28 years old, he was just your average young man who was close to his parents, had a tight-knit group of friends, and was in a long-term relationship with his girlfriend. Lars was gainfully employed at Wilhelmshaven. <laughs> Wilhelmshaven. Are we going to have a lot of those fun? It's that, say, that word's going to appear several times, and I'm oh. not going to say it correctly. Wilhelmshaven. <laughs> Watch you're saying it wrong the whole time. No, you looked it up. I heard you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I looked up a few. Wilhelmshaven, which among other things includes two power plants. Lars worked at one of those power plants. Like I said, Wilhelmshaven is more than just power plants. It is also a deep water port where things like crude oil, coal, petroleum products, and chemical products are shipped and received. It is also where Germany's largest naval base is located. On June 30th, 2014, Lars and four of his friends, all males in their 20s, left northern Germany for a week-long boys trip, or as they would say, they went on holiday. This group of friends stayed at the Viva Club Hotel at the Golden Sands Resort, which is located on the Black Sea coast. The Golden Sands is known for sun, sand, and cheap alcohol. To give you a better idea about what kind of resort they were staying at, the Golden Sands is considered the Bulgarian equivalent to Ibiza, or as non-annoying people say, Ibiza. Ibiza is a gorgeous coastal town in Spain known for its nightlife and electronic dance club scene during the summer months. It is absolutely a party destination for tourists. For the first few days of their trip, this group of friends spent their time swimming, sunbathing, clubbing, and playing football, or in America we call it soccer. Yeah, we got to <clears throat> clarify that, but probably not because we are in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> now, on July 6th, the group of friends found themselves watching a football match at a local pub. At this time, the soccer or football World Cup was in full swing. So there was just an air of sport and fun competition in the bar that day. In the spirit of this fun, Lars, possibly under the influence of other spirits, decided to switch the team flags that were on some of the tables where other patrons of the pub were sitting. Uh-oh. Wait, are we, are we in Germany right now? No. Oh, we're not in Germany. We're in Bulgaria. They're yeah. on holiday. Oh, you said that. Yes, yes, my bad. I just... <laughs> I know I just mentioned Germany, and then I started. I said, "No, I think we're in Bulgaria." Nope, still in Bulgaria. Sure. Just in case there's a, a dummy out there listening, like me, and <laughs> missed the transition over to Bulgaria. 
Now, Lars's shenanigans are going to lead to a pretty aggressive verbal encounter between Lars and some other German tourists. This encounter escalated into an all-out heated argument over whose football club was better. <laughs> Apparently, Lars supported SV Werder Brennan, and the other tourists argued that Bayern Munich was the superior team. This interaction must have eventually settled, and at the end of the night, Lars's four friends wanted to do what most people want to do after drinking in a pub all day. They wanted to grab some food before returning to their hotel to turn in for the night. So after finding a McDonald's, Lars told his friends that he wasn't actually very hungry and said that he would wait outside while they all grabbed some food. When the four friends exited the McDonald's, Lars, who should have been waiting for them, was gone. Thinking that he probably just got tired of waiting and headed to the hotel by himself, the four men decided to head that way. But upon arriving back at the hotel, Lars was nowhere to be found. Now, at this point, Lars's friends didn't go look for him. Instead, they all just went to bed, hopeful that he would be there in the morning when they all woke up. After all, they were flying home on the 7th, so they were all pretty confident that he would return. To their relief, Lars did show up at the hotel the next morning, but he was clearly injured. Now, Lars told his friends that the German guys from the pub the day before must have hired a group of locals, or perhaps Russians, to beat him up. That was the explanation he gave them for the injuries to his head. But his friends were very leery, or maybe even skeptical of this story, and they had some serious questions. Like, why had he left the McDonald's in the first place? And when he did leave, where did he go? Was he taken somewhere by this group? If so, where? And could this attack on him really account for all of the hours that Lars had been missing? His friends must have never gotten very clear answers about what happened because when they were interviewed later by investigators, their stories were all different. As the morning progressed, Lars continued to complain of pain in his jaw, ear pain. He even said that he was having trouble hearing. So he decided to see a doctor before he and his friends were set to fly out later that day. It would turn out that Lars had sustained a perforated eardrum. And actually, this first doctor who he saw thought he could potentially need surgery and recommended that he go straight to a hospital. But Lars, who was set to return to Germany, said that he wanted to be seen for his injury in his home country. So you, a perforated eardrum, is that? It's a ruptured eardrum. Okay. I wonder if that can be caused by, you know, obviously sound can cause that, I would think. But being hit in I think the it ear? can, yeah. 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 Mm, interesting. So instead of going to the hospital, Lars would be prescribed 500 milligrams of a common antibiotic called cefprozil to ward off any infection that might occur in the injured ear. Hmm. Lars was also told that flying that day with that type of injury was a really bad idea and that he should wait for his eardrum to heal a little bit before getting on a plane 
that could potentially have significant changes in pressure throughout the flight. Oh, that is like hurting my ear thinking about yes. that. Like you, you can have pain without infections, just changing that um, yeah. altitude level. Yeah. You know, it, oh, ouch. One of Lars's friends offered to stay with him, but Lars declined. And after saying goodbye to his friends at the airport, he headed to find a hotel room close to the airport. It was at that hotel, Hotel Color, that Lars's behavior became erratic and very strange. At midnight, Lars either called or texted his mother and asked her to turn off his payment cards. Wait, he asked his mother to turn him off? Yes. So I'm not sure if he had like the appropriate internet access to contact all the banks. Right. But even so. But that's that's what he reportedly did. I wonder if his wallet got stolen. I'm going to tell you why he did it. Okay. He was worried that one of them had been copied when he paid for his hotel room. Now, the hotel color was not like the resort where Lars and his friends had previously stayed. It was in a not-so-nice neighborhood close to the airport, and in all honesty, it was pretty sketchy. So that request to his mom might not be completely unwarranted. Hmm. Next, he's going to ask his mom questions about the antibiotic that he had been prescribed or questions about a specific ingredient that he found to be in the antibiotic. Then at 1 a.m., Lars was seen on a hotel camera pacing the hallways, pacing the lobby, and even hiding in an elevator. Hiding? Like he... Like ducked into an elevator and probably like peeked out, which is so reminiscent of that documentary we saw about the Cecil Hotel yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, first, did you find out anything about like why he was asking about an ingredient or... We're going to continue to discuss the antibiotic as we move forward. Okay. You just breezed past it. I mean, <laughs> it seemed very important. Uh, sorry to ruin your No, it's flow. totally fine. <laughs> now, shortly after Lars is seen doing these strange things on camera, he leaves the hotel. And to this day, no one knows where he went for about an hour before returning to the hotel. Now, after returning, Lars makes another call to his mom at around 3 a.m., and this time he was whispering to her that a group of men was after him. They were trying to rob him, and they were trying to kill him. And according to Sandra, Lars's mom, Lars sounded legitimately terrified. Jeez. Now, clearly alarmed herself, Sandra booked her son a flight out of Bulgaria for the 8th, and she also booked him a bus ticket in case his ear wouldn't allow him to fly that day. Hmm. Sandra also sent her son, electronically, 500 euros, but Lars would never withdraw that money. Now, the morning of July 8th, Lars took a taxi to the airport. Now, it was either the driver of the taxi or perhaps someone he shared a ride with but she would later report that Lars's pupils were incredibly dilated and he seemed very unwarrantedly nervous. At around 6 a.m., Lars sent a text to his mom letting her know that he was at the terminal in the airport. 
There is footage showing Lars wearing a bright yellow shirt, blue jean shorts, white shoes, a backpack, and carrying a travel bag, walk to where he was planning on checking in with a physician there at the airport to have his ear looked at. The doctor, Dr. Costa Kotov, who examined Lars's ear, would report that Lars was presenting as very paranoid. And just like with his mom, Lars also asked the doctor about the medication that he had been prescribed. After about 45 minutes with the doctor, the doctor gave Lars the go-ahead to board his flight and fly home to Germany that day. At the end of the visit, a construction worker walked into the room where Lars was being seen by the doctor. At that time, the Varna Airport was undergoing some renovations, and this construction worker was said to have been a part of the work that was going on there. At the sight of the construction worker in his yellow vest, Lars is reported to have said, I don't want to die here. I have to get out of here. It was after that that Lars left his backpack and his travel bag with all of his belongings, including his identification and any money that he still had behind. Lars then takes off running to get out of the airport. So he's in the doctor's room when this construction worker walks in. Yeah. And he leaves all his stuff in the doctor's room with the doctor and this construction this worker. construction worker who like, doesn't this isn't where i parked my car that you shouldn't walk into an examination room i guess Did, is there speculation that like that construction worker like he thought no. he was there to kill him there's no speculation in any of the sources i read it was all just like nope he was going into the room they were doing work in the room that day However, the doctor's like, yeah, and this construction worker just reached in his jacket for something. And then once he left, once he left, he, you know, pulled his hand out without anything. Um, At first, I found it sus that there was a doctor in the airport. But I remember we have friends who were traveling with their son and he like cracked his head open in an airport. Right. So I think there he was like a legitimate doctor. I don't understand the construction worker walking into the room. Like, if you thought that room was going to be worked in, how about we not look at a patient in it that day? That's so weird. That's very bizarre. But nobody else seems to think it's bizarre. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's just a... <laughs> Those construction workers, they're everywhere. They I know don't no know. boundaries. <laughs> I wish I could do... I don't know. Do Bulgarians sound like Germans? I think they sound more Russian. More Russian. I had one Bulgarian friend in high school. The construction workers, they're everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just picture him as like the worst dressed up construction worker ever. Like he literally has like a flimsy Home Depot yellow vest. Nothing else about him says construction worker. He's like carrying a briefcase. Because he's not a construction worker. He's not a construction worker. (laughs) Well, this trip out of the airport was caught on the airport CCTV footage. I'm going to have you watch that footage for the very first time. And I want you to describe what you see. You can ignore the, like, cheesy music that's playing in the background. All right. Do you want me to describe it while recording? Yeah. Okay. 
Let me pause so I can pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it looks like uh, a lobby of an airport towards an exit, maybe, here. Oh, playing music. I told you to ignore that. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, looks like he's walking through an airport hallway. Now he is sprinting. I'm guessing that was from the doctor's office. He reaches in. He must still have his phone because he reaches in his pocket as he goes. Now it's from far away. And he kind of runs, then he start, stops. Now he's walking down the street away from the airport. Now he's running again. So hmm. at the end of his journey out of the airport, Lars, after scaling a two meter high fence, which is roughly five and a half feet tall, he runs out into a meadow said to have been full of sunflowers. This meadow, which runs along the Bulgarian National Highway A2, was the last place where Lars is ever seen or heard from. And no trace as to where he could have gone has ever surfaced. So uh, witnesses saw him run into this sunflower meadow? Yeah. And then he's just gone. And then they can't find anybody to say, yeah, I saw him run out of it on this side. Or... Correct. And this was in 2014. Yes. And here we are in 2024. Nobody has come forward with like. No, I think I we're going to talk about some potential sightings, but okay. as of now, Lars is still a missing person. Oh, that's so weird. There are several theories that have been developed in order to explain Lars's strange behavior. The first theory is that Lars suffered an undiagnosed traumatic brain injury when he was beat up on the night of the sixth. Yeah. And that this concussion is what caused his erratic behavior at the hotel and actually drove him to run away from the airport. Don't your pupils dilate too when you have a concussion? I don't think they, they dilate evenly. I think one pupil oh. dilates and the other one doesn't. Okay. Now, this is the theory that Sandra, Lars's mom, subscribes to. She believes that the injuries to Lars's head actually caused memory loss. And in the end, because Lars had no idea who he was after running away, he actually became homeless. Based on this belief, Sandra hired a private investigator to try and find her son. Jeez. But the PI was unable to do so. Another theory is that Lars was experiencing an adverse side effect from the antibiotics that he had been prescribed. And knowing that something was off... Lars pursued asking questions regarding this prescription. There are some rare side effects listed as being associated with saprosal that might explain Lars's behavior. For example, confusion, nervousness, and sleeplessness are all listed as possible side effects, although rare side effects. That's crazy. I know antibiotics can definitely have some rare side effects. Uh, I know I had one. I, I can never remember what it was. 
I usually have to call my mom to ask because <laughs> she had some weird reaction to it too, I guess. <laughs> like, mom, what's that one? Um, but it ha- I mean, we were married when it happened and it was, mm-hmm. it made me uh, super dizzy, uh, a little queasy, but it, it felt like, um, it, it kind of felt like the beginning of a trip, really. Like just Ooh, so interesting. Yeah. It felt like I, I you know, my vision was going to get weird. It never did, but it felt like you were just on that like precipice. And anytime, hmm. anytime I've done uh, some things, um, <laughs> do some tell. St- <laughs> my stomach can be a little weird with it too. I know a guy that every time he took mushrooms, he, he got like really sick, like oh, stomach wise. So he never could really do it after that. So yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm, surprised that um and i had antibiotic could do that but i do know they can do weird things do what they did to that guy Mm -hmm. but i do know they can do weird things but like with the first theory of a concussion being the root cause of the abnormal behavior there's a major issue with this theory even if lars's behavior and his bizarre actions can be explained due to an adverse reaction, it does not explain how he could just simply disappear without a trace after running through the field. No, it doesn't. Like you would think somebody would find him. He would try to get help. He couldn't just disappear off the face of the planet. Uh, Especially he's headed towards highways. I'm guessing there's, you know, some cross highways. Oh, it's surrounded by like roads everywhere. Just like any airport. Yes. Um, And when the only thing that I guess could lend towards him being able to get somewhere without being seen and maybe become homeless, you know, to the mom's theory in the video, where he runs to, it's really weird because there's no cars. Yeah. It is nothing over there. It's almost like that part of the airport is shut down. Like, they, they're they not, like, it's not being used over there. Well, if you think of our international airport here in Denver, it's just miles and miles of, like, open field surrounding it. So I could, like, envision somebody who, if they got out of the airport and started running... They could run potentially for quite a bit of time before running into anybody. But then they either would succumb to the elements and die or they would run into somebody. <laughs> like, I mean, there would be something. And that's what I'm thinking about is our international airport, which is, I think, I, I think it's one of the biggest in the country, if not the world. Um, so it's busy. I mean, you, you can't, you're not running across a field without getting to another road without somebody seeing you and yeah. be like that's weird where the hell did that dude pop up nope. at and then if you know alarm alerts go off like you know we're looking for this guy someone be like well i saw a guy that yeah. popped out of the field out of nowhere in his bright yellow shirt right like yeah not in camouflage although a meadow of sunflowers maybe he just blended right in Hmm. <laughs> no. I'm going to throw another wrench Did in the antibiotic theory one, real quick. One question. Okay. Did they comb the field? I'm sure they did. In the end, it was determined that Lars never took any of his antibiotics. Dr. Kostov, the airport physician, would report that the prescription for the Sefprozil had never even been filled. What? I know. 
Now, another theory is that mental illness, perhaps like schizophrenia, could explain Lars's behavior and ultimate disappearance. The age for the onset of mental illness in men usually occurs between the ages of 16 and 25. Despite Lars being 28 years old, it isn't out of the realm of possibility that he was already struggling with symptoms of mental illness, although well hidden, and the fight the night of the 6th, which he said took place when the Russians or the locals beat him up, actually exacerbated his mental illness or the symptoms of it, right? Like you're a young dude who perhaps is having some paranoid delusions and you're just kind of fighting them off, right? Like this doesn't make sense. This isn't normal. I'm just going to go to work. I'm doing my average stuff. And then you have the most bizarre incident where you get into a verbal fight with some Germans and then you're walking back to your hotel and a bunch of dudes jump out and start beating you up. Maybe it just reinforces that what your brain has been trying to tell you is happening actually is happening and you just full on give in to it. Is there any evidence for that theory? Like any friends backing up anything no, on that? No, his family and friends say there was zero sign of mental illness. It, which it, And then the fight and everything. I mean, come on. They're football fans. Football fans. Football. And... Not football Americano. <laughs> you know, any American that... Uh, has seen any movie on those guys or have watched any any of it like you i i imagine we probably have an accurate description um we've had we have a european friend that he pretty much backs up all of it those guys are crazy like yeah. they are so die hard i mean they're all every single one of them is like a philly fan <laughs> of you know any of philadelphia's teams just crazy yeah. like you don't even want to be caught in the parking lot with those guys but that's the way all of them are over there so i'm sure the fights were completely normal um and a verbal altercation certainly i mean he went as he he went as far as switching flags <laughs> on like he knew what was coming yeah, he I'm, did. Sh <laughs> I'm sure he was trying to start a physical fight yeah like that he was like this is boring let's Let's tune this up. Um, so I don't buy the, I, and just on like just schizophrenia all of a sudden starting. But again, you have to think with any of the explanations: concussion, adverse reaction, schizophrenia. Concussions are weird, though. Since the video of him at the airport went viral, drawing a huge amount of attention to his story, it is so unlikely that nobody has come into contact with him and was like. Yo, homeboy, you look like Lars. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's get you to a police station and just check it out real quick. Yeah, but those viral videos—they're only viral for so long, and are there like the next viral video comes up? Well, I'd never heard of this story. Uh, I know, but you... no, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like a million views can only take you so far. Exactly, and it, it, even if it's all million is right in that area, you know, like I said, the next viral video is coming out, and. People are forgetting. I can't remember people's faces from yeah. even even the stories that we've done, and I've looked them up. You don't up. even remember the names of the people in this story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, Lars? Who's Lars? <laughs> and this it sounds a little bit like the um, did the CIA kill that one woman in oh, in Sweden? We're it's, not going to talk about it, but I have a whole theory about what could potentially be happening to these young it, individuals who. You're right. Appear this to is have similar, gone crazy right? and Am then they could I'm remembering disappear. that, right? That 
she had stuff happen at the weird airport. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. We have her last moments were at the airport. We got these weird videos where they're freaking out. They're not the only ones. Maura Murray and is somebody who disappeared after behaving. Very I was gonna say I I either pizzas, acted weird for no reason yeah. and then completely vanished. Uh, and I, it's either this one or I. I'm pretty sure there's another like one just like this about a guy because the only difference in this one and one that I'm remembering, I don't remember the guy going to a doctor in the airport, but anyway, there, I swear this is not the first time. Obviously oh, we've talked about another t- one and you just named a few others. Story. Very strange. It's super bizarre. Now others have suggested perhaps Lars just wanted to start fresh. So he ran away. But considering he had really close ties with his parents, friends, and girlfriend, a job that seemingly paid well, the theory seems too unlikely. Not to mention the 500 euros which his mom had transferred him, which would have been incredibly helpful if he just wanted to start fresh without any sort of form of payment that would tie directly to him. But he never withdrew those 500 euros in cash. I don't know if you say that for euros, but hard currency. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, no. It, and if he were going to start fresh, you would think he'd draw it first. That's what I'm saying. And Yeah. And and even the cards and stuff. Like, mom, cancel the cards. I'm going to start fresh. <laughs> uh, it all I, seems you, incredibly elaborate, the hiding in the hotel, just to disappear. He could have just gone someplace else. I think, so if you look at Not just, made it so dramatic, Lars. Jeez. Right. And, and go get yourself beat up so that you can come <laughs> up with this story. It, The evidence of he showed up beat up. He didn't have much of a story for it except that, you know, these guys beat me up. It, 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 I remembering that correctly, like he didn't give his friends like a ton of details about what. No, happened, he right? didn't. But I could totally imagine them kicking his ass a little bit, and then he's unconscious, right? He sustained injuries significant enough to maybe give him a concussion, a concussion, <laughs> like rupture an eardrum, and then also like significantly injure his jaw. He could have laid unconscious, like passed out for a majority of those hours he was missing. Which if he know has, what I mean, and yeah. then he shows up like I got beat up, and they sounded like Russians, so they were probably locals. See, and I don't know. It almost everything I think kind of points to like a serious okay, concussion. <laughs> so I'm gonna pause you. I'm gonna give you my final theory, and then we can discuss what you think happens. Okay. So here's the last theory which is going to be like sprinkled with my thoughts. So perhaps there were people who were after Lars and whatever caused him to behave so strangely, whether it was a concussion or mental illness or something else, which I'm going to talk about when he left the airport, there were people waiting for an opportunity to act. So here are my thoughts to me. The real questions about this case should be about what happened to Lars the night of the 6th outside McDonald's. All of the questions his friends had about his story are questions that I think, if answered, could help piece together what happened to Lars Matank. Matank? Matank? (laughs) Matank? 
What I found particularly interesting when researching the story was the description of the dilated pupils in the taxi. Mm. That combined with the paranoid behavior reads more to me like someone using illegal drugs. What if that night, while his friends were eating McDonald's, he decided to go look for something to make his last night in Bulgaria more memorable? Mm -hmm. A party destination resort like Ibiza, right, which is the Bulgarian version, had to have substances around to make those club experiences all the more exciting, right? Probably easily easy to find. And that choice, what if it took him on a multi-hour journey, one in which he did come across individuals who physically harmed him? Maybe he didn't have enough money. Maybe his cocky attitude, the same one that got him in trouble at the bar earlier that evening, got him struck in the head a few times by men who are capable of worse. Maybe the night at Hotel Color, when he left for an hour, he was simply looking for the people who sold him the drugs in the first place. Perhaps after having taken the drugs, he was completely unprepared for how they would make him feel or the effects they would have on him, like making him extremely paranoid. So he simply went looking for answers. Maybe he did owe these guys some money for the drugs and originally only escaped with the jaw injury and the ruptured eardrum, but now, if they had the chance, they were looking to do more to him. What are your thoughts? In general, on my theory... I like that last theory the best. Your theory there, um, most of it. I th- I think it actually makes more sense that he uh, chose to not have the Big Mac and go and find some fun. And maybe his friends were just not like yeah into that stuff. And he was like, "Come on." Yeah, you get you get your supersized fries. We have one more night in Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go rave. I'm gonna go have some fun. I mean, he was clearly looking for excitement. You're not gonna move team flags if you're looking just to hang with your boys and eat McDonald's. Like he wanted fun. Just knowing, uh, you know, Germany and and kind of that area, like. Like raves are pretty popular. Um, Remember, we're in Bulgaria. I know, I know. But if he's a German, they're in yeah. Bulgaria, and it's also you know a party town. Even you go to Miami, it's raves, clubs, all of that. Like that's right. the nightlife there. <clears throat> I imagine that's probably the same thing there, especially just given the area. You know, like the whole. I guess not the European, country, like but the European scene. Continent. Yeah, a continent. Um, the most popular drug for all that is ecstasy mm-hmm. and ecstasy for the most part is, is it's, uh, Molly or MDMA, which is like the pure form. It's, a, a, a uh, it's, it is like the pure, I just want to, you know, dance, feel good. Mm-hmm. I think it was created by like, uh, if I remember right, it was like a priest or something like that. Um, some, someone in religious areas and so you have this drug but it's generally when you speak of ecstasy it's cut with something Mm -hmm. and it's usually an upper like an amphetamine of some sort or um you know you're getting into 
mean, 2014, I don't think it was as, it wasn't prominent at that point, but just look at what's happening now. Like everything's being cut with fentanyl. And you can't trust anything. And you you can't trust anything. So don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. (laughs) Don't listen to our podcast either. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, but even in 2014 and long before that, long before that, it was a tread lightly with these drugs. In fact, you could buy like kits to test a part of it just to see like, is this Mm -hmm. cut with, what is it cut with? He's obviously not doing that. So the chances of him buying something that he thinks is just ecstasy and it's having, it has another uh, drug in there that he reacts with badly or anybody would react with that way um, is pretty high. So if he gets that and doesn't take it because he's injured and then he finds himself with his friends the next morning and he's like, I can't take this drug now. Right. So well, he I was saves thinking he it. took it. Wait, you you think he saved the drug? Yeah, because I think he says something stupid, probably about a football club and these dudes whack him in the head a few times and he gets knocked out. And so the next morning when he finally wakes up, he like hobbles back to his hotel, can't take this drug around his friends because that's not who he is. Plus, he's in significant pain and he just waits. And once he has his hotel room at Hotel Color, it could potentially be his last night in Bulgaria. He's not going to get on a flight with ecstasy or MDMA or whatever. And so by himself, homeboy Lars, who's never done drugs, probably a day in his life, decides to consume it. And I'm assuming it's exactly how I would act because I've never done drugs and I'm going to lose my mind. And I'm going to be like walking speedily around the hotel like hallways. I'm going to be hiding in an elevator because I have no idea what this is supposed to do to me. And I took it by myself. And then I'm going to get pissed at these dudes and I want answers. So I storm out of the hotel going to look for them and come back and I'm like, oh, now they're going to kill me. Like, they're going to rob me and they're going to kill me because I demanded to see their manager because these drugs don't have the effect that I thought they were going to have. And that's what I think happened. And I'm not saying they took him out of the field, but I'm saying maybe people are like, hey, we know where people buy ecstasy at the Gold Resort. And some dude is wandering the streets saying you gave him a bad trip. So from... I know. There's <laughs> a lot. Now, and also like that, I mean, that's, I don't think anybody's going to care that much about that. Even if he didn't pay some guys for the drug, like they're not going to care that much. Unless like he bought a shit ton to bring back with him. Uh, he seems like a really annoying dude. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. Lars? <laughs> Lars. Why? Pulling that crap at the pub. Yeah. Get into a fight over whose soccer club is better. He yeah, can't his handle friends his drugs. Probably just like I just want to. So some fun, annoying. Dude. You know that friend who's just like, who is just like extra. Like you're all just sitting at a table trying to watch a football match, and they can't just shut up, or like, it's. They just have to, like, run their mouth. You can't just be happy. No, stop messing around with other people. We're not here to hang yeah. out with them. Or, like, we're calling it a night. We're, we're going to grab some burgers, 
and we're just going to go back to the hotel. And they are just like not satisfied. Yeah, and they want uh, to walk off into the world for an adventure. Yeah. That friend. So this whole thing reminds me like of a movie. Like, <laughs> and and the, it's always that guy that, that creates. Guy, Lars. Creates the madness of what ensues for the night yeah. for the group. But in this case, it's just by himself. Yes. And nobody has any idea. Um, all right, so back to the you, drugs. You think you think he picked up some drugs? Yeah. McDonald's night. Yeah, and got his his little German butt kicked. Yeah. Just because he's annoying. So I'll combine the two. Okay. I think he got some drugs that night, which. So he's not in a party town on, on McDonald's night, right? No, they're. It so is. They right? clearly have left the all inclusive. Yeah. Gold Resort. Yeah. But it's still in the vicinity okay. of... I just want to make sure I'm not basing this off of something. No, it's Ibiza I miss. in Bulgaria. Ibiza. I was going to say it like that. And I was like, I will not say that the entire time. I'm not that pretentious. <laughs> I will say charcuterie, but I will not say Ibiza. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> um, so combine them. Make it make sense. Okay, so... McDonald's night, he goes to find some drugs. He finds them. And he, 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 I'm looking for some drugs, please. He maybe buys, uh, you know, enough for the night that will carry him into the next day for his flight and all that. Yeah. He takes his first one, first dose, and he's having a great time. But he's also the crazy guy. <laughs> Uh, you say crazy, and I say annoying. It's also cut with some sort of amphetamine that just gets him yeah. going on the wrong thing. It's also football weekend there. So there's tons of football fans. Football. And he wants to cause a fight. You know what? We're American soccer fans. <laughs> and he's just, you know what? I'm going to be annoying. Stereotypical Lars. soccer fan. And yeah, annoying Lars stereotypical soccer fan that us Americans think they're all like yeah, and causes a fight. He gets the shit kicked out of him. Yes. To the point that he has this, uh, uh, what did you call it? Perforated ear. Yes. And injured draw jaw. Jacked up jaw. And who knows term. what else inside his brain. Right. So the next day, he gets it checked out. They give him the stuff. He's still kind of high from the night before, and he's a little paranoid about this. He probably is asking about the antibiotics. Because he doesn't want to. Because he doesn't want to interact with the drugs he already was on. And maybe he didn't take he the antibiotics because he didn't want to interact. He didn't even fill them because he, because he also has some drugs left. And he's like, yeah. you know what? I'll just take this. I'll enjoy my time here. But then there's also him that's like, my ear could get infected. Maybe I should ask some questions if I can take both the illicit <laughs> yes. drugs plus yes. the prescribed drugs. Yes. So if somebody could just answer me Lars that, isn't a complete idiot. But he's I also... I want my ear to He's fall also off. acting with a concussion. So he's he's like, knows what he should be asking, but he's not asking him. I also oh, think... Poor, now I feel bad I also for think Lars. I'm so when sorry he got I said his, he was annoying because I feel like he's in no, a I didn't, tough spot. I didn't ca I, he wasn't annoying no, to me. No, you have to but, look up the picture But when him, you did mention... It's just annoying. When you mentioned that friend, I was like, shit, he is doing a bunch of stuff that... yeah. 
And I it's literally could name some people that I think are that friend. Well, for sure. But I literally, like his story and everything he's doing, like as an American, that's the stereotype European soccer fan to me. They're just all annoying. They do stupid shit to just get in fights. Like I know. But do you know what else I think about? I'm a Raiders fan living in Denver, Colorado, and we literally have never been to a game at Invesco or whatever the field is called now Katie where my tries life hasn't hard been threatened. She like, tries as hard as she can. People have not thrown stuff at me. Like, well, sports fans are ridiculous. True. They are ridiculous. And Raider Nation for life. I, I, I was going to say you try as hard as you can to get me in a fight. You actually most no, of the time I don't, don't even, I just but would, it has happened. I want happened. you to be Switzerland. I'd like you to stay neutral. But don't side with the jerk in the front, the Lars sitting in front of us who's like, high five. No, we're not going to tolerate that. <laughs> All right. Switzerland is uh, hard to be so, uh, when you're a fan of one of the sides. <laughs> back to the story. So back to the story. Now, and so so I do think that I think we might have a inter uh, like yes, concussion interacting with a drug. And I think the biggest cue drugs to involved. him being a drug, being on a drug, is the pupils. And I that agree. The person noticed. What's odd is why didn't the doctor mention anything? The doctor should have noticed that. Unless he's the not a real doctor, and the construction worker isn't a real construction worker, and it's oh a, yeah, an elaborate setup. <laughs> okay. So it's either it's either a simple explanation of or that, and and also, MK but what Ultra happens to 2. him? 0. What happens to him if he is interacting with this drug? He's happening or interacting with this concussion. My theory is he does actually die somewhere. And nobody, and nobody found has him. found him. So here's what I find interesting. So I don't, this is, we probably should have researched this before I started talking about it. So I don't know if Bulgaria is a part of the European Union, but if so, it's like free healthcare. And maybe the physician at the airport was just like, you know what? You asked me to check your ear. I'm going to ignore the fact that you seem paranoid about your prescription. I'm going to ignore the fact well, that your pupils are the size of dinner It's probably plates. not a crime to and fly I'm, high. I'm just going to tell you that you can fly because your eardrum yeah. isn't going to explode. And he's like, I, I'm not like... You, and I, then you, this construction the worker, he's, <laughs> he's my lover. So ignore him as he comes in. <laughs> <laughs> could potentially be that yes uh right right and he's gonna it's keep his he's keeping his mouth closed because he's just like i don't I, know everybody know I i'm would gay just like annoying lars to leave our country <laughs> and he he actually dialed up the construction worker hey dude this guy seems he paranoid cannot Can, get it he together. won't leave <laughs> Can you, you just walk come in? in and see if like that spooks him? Because he and seems paranoid as fuck. Well done, Dr. Kostov, because it did spook him. <laughs> and there he goes. Now, the disappearance of Lars Matank has been investigated for years by the BKA, or Germany's Federal Criminal Police Office, but with no luck. In 2016, police in Porto Velho, <laughs> Brazil... They discovered a man who had no identification on him, and when asked, he stated that he had no idea who he was. Weird. When comparing this man to an image of Lars from social media, officials believed it could, in fact, be the missing German tourist. And where was the World Cup that year? A Brazil. A Brazil. <laughs> However... It would, in the end, be determined that the man they had found was actually Anton Paliba from Toronto, who had been missing for five years at that point. 
Damn it. Wrong Why are so name. many people missing for years, just wandering the globe with no idea who they are? Apparently, it's easier than it looks. I'm going to have to take some notes. Now, the last possible sighting of note was from a truck driver in 2019. He claimed to have given someone a ride out of Dresden, Germany. And when he later saw a story of Lars, he believed the man he gave a ride to could have been none other than the missing Lars Matank. However, that report led to nothing in terms of locating the missing Lars. And yes, I did hear that you're looking to go missing. I put a pin in that and we would talk about it later. <laughs> it was a joke and I got no laugh, so it wasn't worth it. So here we are almost 10 years later and Lars is just one of the tens of thousands of missing people from Germany. And despite being the most famous missing tourist in the world, no one to date has any solid idea as to what actually happened to Lars after he was seen fleeing are through you, a field of sunflowers. Are yes. You, are you doing your last thing? Yeah. Do you want to say something? Just one in, last interjection. I okay. just thought of it. What country does hostel take place in? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I think it's one of these countries. It's like Germany, Germany or, Bulgaria? or Bulgaria or Belgium or something. Just one of those there. European countries that look all the same to us Americans. <laughs> Where it's not football, it's called soccer. That's right. It's soccer. So, hostile. Okay. Um, it takes place in... Uh, hold on, I looked it up. Slovakia. Uh, they end up going to Slovakia. Okay. Slovakia is not that far from Bulgaria. Okay. Uh, they're kind of... You know, yeah, all in the same area. Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria. Okay. So, this is a place in the movie where stuff happens. And teens and tourists and young adults are taken and missing. And you said so many um, young adults from Germany go missing. I bet you in the whole area there is. And I bet you... He just got wrong. All this weird stuff happened to him, and he just wound up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And a rich man paid to kill him. Okay. Well, nobody actually knows what happened to Lars Matank after he was seen fleeing through a field of sunflowers. Poet William Blake once wrote, Ah, sunflower weary of time, who countest the steps of the sun, seeking after the sweet golden clime, where the traveler's journey is done. Perhaps the sunflower field just outside the airport is where our traveler's journey did indeed end. Or, maybe for Lars Matank, it was just the beginning of another one. And one day he will sit at a pub with his friends drinking beer, a soccer match on a television in the background, and he will tell them what happened to him, starting with the truth about the night of the 6th. Because if there is one thing I am certain about in this story, it is that what Lars said to his friends about that night is, as they would say in Germany, Total Bullenschnitzen. It's total bullshit. <laughs>